0: Thinking of buying a house and want a really low interest rate? Owning has a special for home purchases where Owning pays all your closing costs and the rate in APR is an unheard of 1.875% for a 15-year fixed mortgage with 20% down. This is the craziest low rate for a mortgage with no closing costs that Owning has ever done. 1.875% rate in APR. Heck, we're almost paying you to live in a new house. Call 8332-OWNING or go to owning.com to see if you qualify for this crazy low 1.875% rate. That's a fixed rate loan at 1.875% with no closing costs. Call 8332-OWNING now because 1.875 could go away at any time. NMLS 2611, licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Subject to credit approval. Offer assumes the use of lender's choice escrow and title services. Call 8332 8332- for terms and conditions. That's
1: eight three three two owning or owning.com. 8332 owning or owning.com. I'm John Meacham. Welcome to Fate of Fact, Season 1. This series is about how and why fact became a casualty of war in the United States. Please listen and follow Fate of Fact, a presentation of Shining City Audio at John Meacham and C-13 Original Studio. Available now for free on Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: The Five Star Zone with Rico Beard. Welcome to another edition of the Five Star Zone. Rico Beard, Evan Jenkins on the other side of the microphone. And we have a special guest today, a guy that, um, well, he made quite an impression in the state of Michigan as he led his team to a state title and he also won Mr. Basketball. And he will be headed off to Michigan State in the fall. We are talking about the one, the only Pierre Brooks II. So, Pierre, I, I don't know quite where to start. I mean, you had a phenomenal year. You you led uh, Detroit Douglas to a state championship. And, and I guess let's start there. I mean, what what was it like, that journey that you had leading your team to the state title? Uh, it was a uh, It was a great journey.
3: Um... When we first started out, uh, me personally, I didn't think we had enough to go to the state championship. But uh, as the season progressed, my teammates showed me uh, that I could that I could build my trust in them, and I can they can also rely on me to uh, be that clutch guy. So uh, just me having trust in them throughout this throughout the uh, process and. Just having them relying on me, uh, it brought great chemistry.
2: Well, you talk about being a clutch guy, Pierre. I mean, averaging almost 33 points a game, nine rebounds, 3.5 assists. I mean, w- when you're leading a team like that, I guess if you were to look back and scout yourself, what's what's the thing that, that you like best about your game? The thing I like best is
3: my uh, my ability to create my own shot. I feel like I'm one of the best guys in the country um, getting open and finding my spot where I need to go, and also uh, I feel like I'm a very underrated facilitator. I feel like that my passing has really improved uh, throughout my four years of high school, and it's a very underrated part of my game.
4: Now, to the other side of that, Pierre, if you were to scout yourself and say, I need to go work at this this summer to be an elite player in the Big Ten, what is it that you think you need to work on the most?
3: So the aspect I need to work on the most is my uh, my defense. Uh, just my you know, lateral quickness, just being able to stay in front of quicker guards. Um, yep. I feel like that's the only aspect. You can always improve on every every aspect of your game, but I think that's the most important, especially going to play for coaches in the big team. Well,
2: it's funny that you mentioned that, and we're talking with Pierre Brooks, the second. And Pierre, yeah, I, I think that your next coach is, he puts a little bit of emphasis on defense. But before we get to him, going back to your the state title game you guys won. Right before halftime you pull up from inside the Michigan State Spartan logo. What what did, what was going through your mind when when you made that shot and you know did you realize you know how far it was and you know what what was going on? Take us through that moment.
3: Um it was just a regular routine moment for me. Uh I put hours in the gym working on that shot. Uh it wasn't a force, it wasn't a tug. It was a regular shot. Um I feel like I made a statement with that shot as well. Like I'm here to come uh, for the ages, so uh, just just sending a statement out to uh, Michigan State fans and players and uh, the coaches that that I'm here. So I feel like it was a statement, but
2: uh, it was a it was a regular routine shot for me. And then in the end, you guys get the state title. And, and I got to think that it has to be special, not only for you, senior year, sharing it with your teammates, but your head coach is also your father. What's that relationship like?
3: It's been a great four years. I had a lot of problems my freshman year, just just um, having uh, a lot of on-the-court issues, just me thinking I was right, talking back, just getting getting kicked out of practice sometimes. Wait, wait, wait. Um, so
2: your father kicks you out of practice? <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so That's how does, good though. Right? I know, but how does that translate? Because when you go home to the dinner table, you can't say, "Well, Dad, I don't like my coach because my coach is a jerk." Because your dad is your coach.
3: Yeah. So is it, it my freshman year? I had had problems with that, but as like my tenth grade year came on, we uh, got some got a couple a couple good guys and uh, Don and Xavion, and um. I would have to lead that team as a sophomore, so just me being able to chore for um, for a year was um, a was amazing. He relied on me to, like I'm saying, be that leader on and off the floor towards those guys. And my junior year, senior year, my best years, uh, just having a great coach as my dad and and being able to listen to him has it it was, it was been great throughout the four
4: years. Do you appreciate it, like, looking back now that your dad wasn't there to, like, coddle you and be like, well, my boy's better than everybody else, where he treated you, maybe sometimes even treated you a little harder than others, knowing that, A, he's your dad and your coach, but he put the coach in front of being father when you guys were in that gym. Do you appreciate that now?
3: Yeah, I definitely appreciate it. It's gotten me prepared for the next level. Um, I feel like if you can play for your your dad, you can play for any coach, (laughs) any coach in the world, so – um, just just him and the relationship that we established uh during my years of high school. Uh it was great. But I feel like overall he's gonna be ready for the next level.
2: Starting with Pierre Brooks the second, uh winner of Mr. Basketball and Pierre, let's talk a little bit about that. How did you get the news? You know, how how did you find out the and what was it like that moment that you knew that you were the Mr. Basketball?
3: Um, so my pops had called me down and uh basically told me like he came up with a little joke or something and then uh he had told me that we were Mr. Ba- uh, I was a Mr. Basketball and um we shared a chest bump. Wait,
2: wait, wait, and, so what was the joke? Uh, <laughs> uh
3: he basically said that I was gonna have another uh, another sister. So he was he just <laughs> about that oh, yeah, you thinking great
2: now I gotta become a babysitter, okay.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's I, I didn't. I didn't want that. For you. <laughs> and he just told me he's playing. I Mr. Basketball, so we, we shared a chest bump, and he was just excited. Like just all the years of work that we put in to finally be recognized, by, uh, 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 been recognized by our state was a great feeling.
4: When you go to that award ceremony, I saw a photo that Rico Beard put on Twitter of that trophy, and I was like. That is the biggest trophy I've ever seen in my life. The first thought was, where is he going to display it? His kitchen table? And then Rico had to explain, you get a different one. But when you saw that oh, no, thing, were you yeah, like, we wow?
3: <laughs> yeah, we don't get that one. I, I thought I thought we got that one, but I, I, I was told that we didn't. But that's the huge trophy. Yeah. That thing was heavy.
4: I mean, you've probably won a lot of medals, a lot of trophies in your basketball career. But when you see that thing, it's like,
2: damn, that thing is huge. Yeah, <laughs> All right, so Pierre, now you got Mr. Basketball. You won the state title. Now you're making the transition to Michigan State and, and you're coming in with uh, a partner in your class that you kind of know from your AAU days. What can you tell us about uh, Jaden, Jay Akins and his game?
3: Uh, Jaden is a great uh, facilitator and great great shooter. Um, i played with him uh, uh, on the family for uh, three years and he's always been a a great guy, uh, great, to be, great to be around, a great leader as well. Like he, he doesn't have to lead by talking; he can lead with his actions. So uh, he's a great player, and he, he did his thing at Sunrise. So I'm, I'm really happy for him.
2: And now, when like I say, you, you're coming into this class, you play with him in AAU. I've often wondered a couple things, but for high schoolers, do you? Do you ra- would you rather play, you know, high school games or AAU games or does it matter?
3: Um I feel like it's a it's a level of competition. I think that your know, high school games you are way more respected in your state. You can um you can showcase your talent within your state, but AAU is just all over the country. There's players all over the country that you uh, have to prove yourself against. I would say AAU because of the competition level. Um you play like I say, everybody from around the country, so and if you, you um you have good games, you play well, you, you can find yourself as one of the best players in the country. So I feel like um playing AAU is, is better long long term.
4: Who was the kid that you liked playing against the most growing up? Is there one kid that like when you saw him on the other side you're like, All right, this is gonna be a game?
3: There's been a lot of people, uh for high school I'll say either uh Omar Ziegler or uh, Julian Roper. But, uh, yeah, that's what I say for high school. But, like, just growing up, but it it's it's been a lot of players, so I can't really
2: right you know what I'm saying? I
3: think about it a lot.
2: So, Pierre, you're coming in to Michigan State. You're coming in with uh, Jaden and with Max Christie. What kind of impact do you think you guys are going to have on the Spartans next year?
3: I think we can come in and make an impact right away. Um, I think we all have the skill set. I think we can all bring something that the team doesn't already have. All three of us can shoot it. Um, I know that's a thing that Michigan State struggled with last year. So,
2: Was it frustrating yeah. watching them last year?
3: Um, it was frustrating seeing the losses. I know they could have done a lot better, but it was a lot of circumstances on the line, especially with COVID and just having to stay focused and stuff like that. So uh, I think that we can make a great impact right away and um, be successful right off the bat for sure.
4: What's it like being recruited by Tom Izzo? Now, I think I think you have a good head on your shoulders just based on what you told us about your father and him being hard on you because if you watch any Michigan State basketball, Tom Izzo gets after his players. Well, what's it like him recruiting you? Because I'm sure it's a different dude than we see
2: on the basketball court. Yeah, who's the guy that shows up in the living room? <laughs> um,
4: he's
3: a nice guy off the floor, um, a great person to know. I mean, he always asks about your family, see how you're doing. Uh, always checks on your well-being before basketball, so like I said, he's a great guy, and off the, on the court, I know he can look a little mean and cuss people out and stuff like that, but uh, off the court, um, he's a great coach, and I'm, I'm ready to play for him next year, for sure.
2: Have you ever had any interactions with uh, either the, the current or former players at Michigan State?
3: Yeah, I've had a lot of um, current and uh, former guys uh, like Gabe and Miles and Cassius. I've always been cool with those guys. And I think that played a big part of my, uh, my commitment because I uh, I was cool with everybody on the team and had already established like a friendship with all the guys. So it just made me feel welcome to come there. So
2: you're talking with uh, Pierre Brooks, the second, and Pierre, you, you're bringing in three guys to that class. Are you guys trying to work to get that fourth guy in? Because, uh, you know, a lot of people speculating that Imani Bates could be joining you. Is that something that you three are trying to, to get him to join you? Um, I don't really know. Uh, I, I can't really speak on that. I,
3: I like to try to um, recruit Imani and stuff like that, but I really don't know what he's going to do.
2: Don't worry. Nobody else knows what he's going to do. Nobody knows. So you in great company. So when, when Tom Izzo says, hey, I want you to come to Michigan State, and, and you guys are all coming in there. Like and you, and you talked about the impact that you're going to make, but I guess what do you want your your legacy to be? What what's the next goal for Pierre Brooks?
3: Um, I want to be recognized as one of the best players in the country. Probably win. One, uh, my first goal is to win a national championship for sure. Um, that if that's not your goal, if you go to college. You know, I don't know what you're playing for. Make a make like a freshman team or an all-big ten team. Just just like just try to be recognized in some form or fashion. And I think I have the ability to do that for sure.
2: You know what, Pierre? I meant to ask you what, I guess, what was it like playing this year under the whole COVID situation? You guys had to wear masks in in high school. What was what was it like practice wise, and and just the whole thing to make sure that the team didn't get hit with uh, didn't get hit, and you had to cancel games.
3: Putting pressure on our guys, just basically saying we we can't uh, we have to sacrifice for something greater. Uh, just not, not staying in large crowds and going to parties like this all that had to be sacrificed for one goal and um uh, I gave all the glory to God 'cause he could have 'cause we could have easily got COVID um, just being anywhere. For so, like I said, with the plan with the mask, uh, it's not. Re- it wasn't really that hard, especially if you're in shape. You can breathe and take it down and stuff like that, and put it back up. But it wasn't a real big problem for me. Like I said, as long as you're in shape, it's not
2: really a problem. So, what's the first thing you? What's the first thing you want to do, man? When this? When this is all over, this pandemic's over.
3: What you say?
2: I said, what's the first thing you want to do when you no longer have to wear mask and this pandemic is over? Hopefully, the pandemic is over. But uh, I don't know
3: life again. Really, I just I don't like wearing masks. I'm pretty sure no one likes wearing masks, but that's what that's a, that's a predicament of me. So
4: now, Pierre, I I gotta ask something. I'm a I'm a big sneaker guy, right? So you you play hoops at an elite level. What do you prefer to wear when you're out on the court? And what do you want to wear when you're at Michigan State? I know that they wear a lot of KDs, some Kobe's, but you have a nice selection going to Michigan State, being a Nike school.
3: Um, I really like KDs. They're very comfortable. Um, I don't know if he's coming out with a, a new shoe or something when I get there, but uh, I really like the KD thirteens. They're very comfortable. And I also like Toby's as well.
4: Is there a player in the NBA you love? Like, is there an idol of yours in the NBA that you watch? I know, I know, you mentioned Miles Bridges earlier, and what he's been doing over the last week and a half is something insane. <laughs> but, is, but is there a guy out there that you really like?
3: Oh, well, it's Michael. But uh, my favorite player is uh, Luca.
2: I like I like the way he plays. I think our uh, game styles are very similar. That's a nice comparison. Yeah, so, I would say. <laughs> right. So, I guess next year, like, what do we expect? Like, what position are you going to be playing at Michigan State? Because you can handle the ball. So, you know, if they put you in spot duty at point guard, I don't think that will be a problem for you. But what what is your position? I would say I'm a, I'm a combo guard. Small or small
3: forward, shooting guard, small forward. I can move to the one if, if if needed. I can handle the ball. Just I can play one, two, and three, just like an all around, like an all around player. All
2: right. Well, Pierre, appreciate your time and uh, thanks for joining us. Congratulations on winning the state championship. On winning Mister Basketball, and and Thank hopefully you. you'll have a bright future at Michigan State. Thank you. So that was uh, Pierre Brooks the second getting ready to head to Michigan State. Uh, Frederick Douglass won the state title. He won Mr. Basketball and um. And yeah. if they got Luca coming their way, I think they're going to be in good <laughs> shape, right? Right. So I
4: was surprised to hear that
2: actually, as a player that you love to watch, that that was good to hear. Yeah, but you got to remember the you know as you get younger, younger people are going to start liking. Right, because we're thinking, well, LeBron, like, nah, Luca, like, he's just been in the league. I mean, just just
4: thinking of me growing up, the dunk won me over. The dunk's not winning kids over anymore. That
2: step-back three is winning kids over. Well, the three that he hit in the state title game, and you said he was, like, it was effortless.
4: I was glad to see it because that, or hear what he had to say about it because it wasn't a heave. That was a straight shot. Like, you see Dame Lillard. I'm not comparing him to Dame Lillard. But when you see him pull up, that's a shot. It's not a heave. Right. Growing up.
2: Everybody would try to make a half-court shot, and you were heaving it. Right. These kids are shooting it now. So, so yeah, um, I think Michigan State, you got him, you got Akins, you got Max Christie coming in. So thought maybe, you know, he knew something, but he was just like, yeah, I don't know about what's going on with Bates.
4: And if they do, it's the best well-kept secret I've ever heard.
2: Right. It was kind of like, uh, What? No, 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 Uh, no, no, uh, no, no. no.
4: It's like, who's winning American Idol? We cannot tell you that.
2: Right. I'm just here so I don't get (laughs) (laughs) fined.
4: Great answer, though, because you know what? You got to be smart. And uh, what else I liked is hearing his dad kicking him out of practice. Right. Because he's got
2: the thick skin now. If your dad's going to do that to you, you know other coaches Think about that. You go home and your mom says, well, son, how was your day? Yeah, coach sucks. Yeah, I don't like the coach. Like, and then dad's just I, glaring at you, like, "Well, oh, go you ahead. You know what? Tell maybe, maybe the coach has a problem with you." I mean, it's it's funny now, but I can only imagine. whoo, that was probably. You know what? I'm just gonna take my dinner to the room. Is that well, okay?
4: And it, and it's good to see because Tom Izzo is gonna get after you. So if you got thin no, skin, he's not the coach
2: for it's you. It's good to see because the thing that I like about uh, his father, you know, Coach Pierre Brooks, the the senior. Is he, as you say, he didn't coddle his kid a lot, man. That's the biggest mistakes that most parents make. My kid's so my good. My kid's the greatest. Mm-hmm. My kid does everything right, and your kid needs to pass my kid the ball. And the reason why we're not winning is because my kid's not doing that. But the fact that you criticize, the fact that you take your kid's game and break it down honestly, that that goes a lot farther. Izzo always says he he likes players. I mean, coaches kids. Oh, Matt McQuaid was one. And I mean, Cassius was one. Yep. Like, a lot of guys were coaches' kids. He, When when you have a, a father who can be honest with your game, and, I mean, the fact that he kicked him out of practice for talking back, because you got to think that Pierre is thinking, my, well, that's my dad. I can say whatever I want. Oh, he's yeah. like, whoa, whoa. Wait, what did you just say? No, you're going to set
4: an example out of your own kid. Yeah. And so the other kids know. Oh, he's gonna kick his right. own. Right, if, if my the best own... player on the team, his yeah. kid, he's yeah. kicking out. Okay. Yeah. If my, if his son can't say this, I know we can't say. And this. the fact that he knew his weakness already yeah. is is good, good because I mean, let's be honest. You win, Mister Basketball. You don't have many weaknesses in high school competition, right? You just don't. But he knows it flat out what it is. So, so. that's good to hear. So yeah.
2: So now, uh, so he's headed off to Michigan State. Speaking of Michigan State, um, spring game. Is coming up this weekend. 2 p.m. 2 p.m. Watch it on TV. Novel Uh, concept. uh, 6,000 seats will be there. You can watch it live at 2 on the Big Ten Network. I'm looking forward to it. uh, I I apply for a credential to go up there to see it in person. It would be kind of cool to walk inside Spartan Stadium again and see people and see stuff.
4: And trust me, if you've ever seen Rico Beard at a Michigan State game, He's the mayor. Oh, there's Rico. Hey, Rico, what's going on? Hey, coach, what's going on? Hey, I know you. And then kids coming up. Mr. Beard, can I have your autograph? Mr. Beard, Mr. Mr. Beard.
2: There we go. (laughs) Here we go. There we go. Uh, I just say it. It's very very fun to
4: walk around with Rico.
2: Erroneous. (laughs) But uh, spring game is going to come up, and we're going to talk about it a lot next week. We can break down. um, There's position groups that I'm looking to see, especially the quarterbacks. I mean, for me, it's really probably coming down to Russo and Peyton Thorne and see who who battles it out. In the videos they put out there, I see Peyton Thorne uh, running with the ones. Yes. Um, you know, you had Elijah Collins come out yesterday in the press conference, and he kind of told you. It's one of those things, Evan, that I always like it when you can talk to the players. and And last year – we didn't get a chance to do that with COVID, so it was a lot of speculation. But you, everybody was like, well, what's wrong with Collins? You know, he's sulking because he lost his job. And you find out later he got sick during the summer. Yeah, COVID kicked his butt. Right. He-, he he got out of shape, and, you know, he was winded, and he wasn't able to get back to where he was, and he was struggling. And when you look back now, you you know you you're like wow okay I can see that because he wasn't the same person and it all makes sense because he didn't transfer out either and that was a big thing
4: we thought that he was like one of the kids the writing was on the wall that he was gone because he was going to
2: sulk and didn't play and no he was battling so yeah that was just it it was like so you you find out so much the running back room you know just the various positions. It's not going to necessarily be a game. Sounds like it's going to be a drills and then spot situations, which is fine. Put them in situations. Right. Uh, because like well, I want to see a game. Well, they don't really know what they have yet. And what happens now between
4: 5 months from now is going to be a lot. Well,
2: you well, as he said, he's still expecting to bring in more people. So, you're going to get the rest of the class and you're going to probably get you know, guys like Harold Joyner the second He's coming up during the summer. There's a lot of people who aren't on the team
4: yet. Oh, he's not even here yet. No. Okay. He's not here yet. Just the kid from Wake is? Right, because it's kind of like – Like semesters? No, it's like
2: the early enrollees. Okay. And for him, you know, he had to finish out at Auburn. So, got to finish out your classes. So, like, he's going to be there this summer. Or uh, Christian Fitzpatrick, the wide receiver, will be there this summer. So, a lot of the transfers didn't come immediately. Yeah, so – because think about it. you got to finish out wherever you're at. Right. And then you come in the summertime. So the team will look even different in the summer. Yeah. So it, it's it's constantly evolving. I like the fact that Tucker has basically said, I don't know where we are. I can't sit here and say, oh, we're going to win a Big Ten title, you know, in two years. I, that's the goal. How fast can we progress to get there? And he's all about the competition. He's all, you know, I – if if you're his guy, he's gonna roll with you. But if not, he's not afraid to just pull the plug and say, Okay, tap you on the shoulder, Evan, great effort, but we're gonna move on to somebody else. So.
4: And and he set that tone
2: too, that he
4: knows and the players know it's competition. Right. You're competing against your peers, but at the same time, yes, you're looking to outplay them, outperform them, but you're also rooting them on because you want them to succeed. If they succeed, most likely you do as well. Right. And I think the best thing that they've done from a fan's perspective are these little video vignettes that they're doing. I don't know if it's weekly where it's five, six minutes, and you get a look inside where it looks like all of these kids are buying in. You hear Mel Tucker say, I don't know where we're at, but I know that we're better than where we were at. And that is a plus, right, Right. to always see improvement because in reality you got to beat them down to bring them back up. That's what has to happen. You had a lot of kids that were stagnant, and it was a weird regime end with Mark D'Antonio. And then Tucker came in, didn't really have the cachet with the players, I don't think. Within three months, COVID hits, players get sick, you can't do this, that, or the other thing. And it's hard to communicate with somebody through a computer screen compared to -to face-to-face.
2: Yeah, I mean, you saw it. I mean, they had glimpses where they beat Michigan, they beat Northwestern. They were in the game for a half against Penn State, and then there were other games at Rutgers where you're like, okay, you guys are turning the ball over like an Oprah giveaway. Like, you get a turnover, and you get an interception, and you get a fumble. They get to start off the year with Northwestern. We'll find out. I think it's at Northwestern, so we'll find out very quickly where this team is at. You don't get a cakewalk. Northwestern's going to come in here.
4: You're going to face a good D. For sure. Right. There's no doubt about that. Their defense is going to play hard, and they're going to hit you hard. So you got
2: Northwestern. I forgot who they got second game. Then they got, you know, at Miami. So.
4: Hello. Yeah. It's it's no cakewalk. Yeah, big-time football hits them right in the face. So
2: we'll see. But, yeah, next week we'll be able to break down the spring game, have more information on that. So, um, yeah. And then we also get some pre-draft talk as well. Some where some of these Big Ten players, Michigan, Michigan State players, will be going in the draft. So, Evan, I know you had a question for Pierre. You got a question for Pierre. Yes, well,
4: I'll never get over that trophy. And I like the fact that he was like,
2: I thought I was taking it home. (laughs) Because Where do you put it? That's what I'm saying. Your kitchen table, your dining. Like, there's nowhere to put that thing. That's one where, you know what, you call up all your friends who didn't win Mr. Basketball, and, like, you just kind of sit there eating some ice cream with it, just sitting right on the table. I
4: don't even know. Where, act
2: like it doesn't even exist. I don't even know where the high school puts that thing. In the trophy case.
4: That trophy case is not that big, that, that deep now. at least. It will be now. It will be now. But my question is, so years ago, it, it might be 10 now. It might even be longer than that. Draymond Green suited up and played in the spring game. If there was one basketball player that could have ever played on the Michigan State football team, who is it?
2: One basketball player who
4: could have played. Like Antonio Smith. He was a big body. Aloysius Santagani. Could he have been a D end? He could have
2: uh, Gary Harris. Oh, was he elite in high school? Gary Harris was all state quarterback. Him, okay. and my, him and my team were like top quarterbacks, but Gary, Gary got recruited as quarterback too. So he he could have gone a different pathway you know similar I didn't to know that that's yeah, so impressive similar to lebron yeah, he was like the top qb in uh in indiana or like was it
4: okay no that's what it was rainy moss as a football player won mr basketball two years in a
2: row right with jason williams on right. his team right which is crazy it's yeah. crazy so yeah i would say gary harris like legitimately could play football like they they could have put him in and he could have you know, without going through all this stuff, he would have been a pretty good backup QB. Like I mean? better than Damian Terry? Yeah. That if you put him in the game, he, he could make plays. He would have made plays.
4: Oh, so. See, that's why I like asking these questions. I find out stuff I never knew.
2: Oh, uh, You didn't know that? No,
4: yeah. I had no idea. And if I did, I just forgot. He could play. Um It's like
2: watching Allen Iverson. You watch his football highlights as a quarterback? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, he's like that. Uh, You know who else? I don't know now because he's kind of built for football, but we just talked about was Elijah Collins. Elijah Collins played on the state championship team with, with Cassius. Cassius, right? Yeah. So Collins and I remember watching his uh UAD came up for the Izzo shootout and Collins literally was going back and forth between the two camps because D'Antonio had a football camp and Izzo had a basketball camp going on the same day and he literally he was back forth back forth back and forth some people are just blessed,
4: man. Right. I mean, so glad so. out to me. that elite at like I would say the two top sports. Period. If there's two that you want to be great in, it's usually football and basketball.
2: Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I would say if I if I had to pick one, it would probably be Gary Harris. Draymond didn't impress you. <laughs> I mean, he that did. was so good. I mean, he did, but you know, like I said Gary was an. Uh, Gary was legit. more like Iverson. Like, he was a legit playmaker. Yeah. He got the job done. You could probably go on YouTube and watch some of his highlights still. from Well, sorry,
4: school. Carson Anderson. I know what I'll be doing for a little <laughs> while this morning.
2: <laughs> so, all right. Well, uh, we'd like to thank Pierre Brooks II for joining us. Uh, Pierre Brooks Sr. for arranging the interview with us. Uh, for Evan Jenkins, I'm Rico Beard. We'll be back next week. To break down the MSU Spring Game, thanks for listening to The Five Star Zone.
0: Thinking of buying a house and want a really low interest rate? Owning has a special for home purchases where Owning pays all your closing costs and the rate in APR is an unheard of 1.875% for a 15-year fixed mortgage with 20% down. This is the craziest low rate for a mortgage with no closing costs that Owning has ever done. 1.875% rate in APR. Heck, We're almost paying you to live in a new house. Call 8332-OWNING or go to owning.com to see if you qualify for this crazy low 1.875% rate. That's a fixed rate loan at 1.875% with no closing costs. Call 8332-OWNING now because 1.875 could go away at any time. NMLS 2611, licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Subject to credit approval. Offer assumes the use of lender's choice escrow and title services. Call 8332 8- 3385880066 for terms and conditions. That's 8332 owning or owning.com 833
1: owning or owning.com. I'm John Meacham. Welcome to Fate of Fact Season 1. This series is about how and why fact became a casualty of war in the United States. Please listen and follow Fate of Fact, a presentation of Shining City audio at John Meacham and C13 original Studio. Available now for free on Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.